Rebel Yell Podcast, Trib Live, High School Sports Network. Here to salute our WPIL Boys Basketball Team of the Week. Now, it's a process. Not only doing go, leafing through all box scores to determine our weekly Boys and Girls uh, Players of the Week, but also Teams of the Week. And we try to, or I, we, uh, me, uh, try to uh, spread the wealth, you know, if you're not to do too many of the big schools uh, or, or focus on the small schools, you know, share it, try to spread it out. We have all kind of, um, what, seven, eight districts that make up the WPL. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So mo- a lot of times it's a difficult task. This was one of the easiest. I mean, this is an uncontested layup. Um, South Allegheny Gladiators, our WPL team of the week. What a huge week uh, they are coming off of. Uh, Tony Desenza, their head coach, is kind of to join us. We'll talk basketball in a moment. We started talking before we got on the air about uh, other things. First of all, congratulations to you and your bride. Uh, First-time parents. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's awesome. Greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, You know, it's also, you know, uh, dealing with, with that and basketball season for the first time it's been a little challenge a little sleep sleep deprived and a little tired but you know that's the grind and um you know we're just uh you know i can't thank her enough for my wife for allowing me to continue to do this and you know with her carrying the 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 majority of the load at home while all the time that it takes for you know the commitment it is to be a head coach and you know, I just, I'm just very thankful of her and, and for allowing me to continue to do this. Kudos for that recognition. Uh, I, I think that uh, whether it be, you know, a, a lovely bride or in some cases, you know, if, if we're talking about a, a female coach, uh, uh, an adoring uh, groom uh, that is doing a lot of the heavy lifting, especially when kids are involved. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why, um, we see coaches aren't lasting 20, 30, 35 years like they used to maybe back in the day. Um, there are other reasons, but uh, I mean, it's just, as you mentioned, just it's, it's, it's year round anymore. It's not okay. Basketball season, maybe a, a month before basketball season. And then. Hey, I'll see you guys. Uh, you know, come n- next November. No, that's not the case at all. No, no, we we typically we were we've been fortunate. Our last three or four years have bled into March, middle of March. So we give the kids about a month off in the spring just to decompress a little bit, and then we're back at it. You know, early May, and you know, all the way through till till November again. With you know the the kids who don't play a fall sport, we. We still have a, a pretty large group of them that once school starts, we still, you know, we're still active and still trying to get better. So, yeah, it's it's probably more of a 10 or 11th month deal than it is, you know, just the season. You never mentioned son or daughter. It's a daughter. She's, okay. she's yeah, Sophie's nine months old. Sophie, that's awesome. Um, now, I, I will say this. I tell everybody this because I, 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 I had three boys. Um, you're really not a parent until you get two of them, more than one. That's when you really become a parent. But yeah. uh, you got to start with one. And uh, congratulations again to the two of you. 
maybe you've had discussions, maybe you haven't, but I mean, now that you're on that side with child um, and things are becoming more and more difficult, um, you know, have you talked to your wife and, you know, is she saying, okay, you can go until they reach a certain age and then you got to uh, yeah. you know, hang it up? Yeah, I mean, we've had discussions. You know, I, I see how, how difficult it is yeah. for her in my absence. And, you know, like I said, I just, I'm fortunate that she understood what this entails, you know, well before, you know, we decided to start a family. She knew this is my passion and she accepted that. And, you know, I just can't be thankful enough for her and her, uh, you know, understanding and, a, and appreciation for what I, I love to do. And, you know, right now, you know, we're, we're in discussions about extending our family even further right now for basketball reference. We're playing a zone. If we have one more, we might be, it's going to be a little bit more man to man, but <laughs> But we'll, we'll see what the future holds. Well, uh, message to Mrs. Desenzo: please allow Tony to play his reindeer games because he's very good at them. He's uh, uh, done it. I might need you. I might need you to call you in on a conference call. Right. Not, I'll, I'll sit in. Uh, and remember, agents take fifteen percent off the top. But um, so uh, let's let's talk about. Um, about this season before we get into this past week. Um, you guys currently are sitting at 12 and five, another uh, successful campaign. Um, but it's been a struggle in the section and, 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 and rightly so. That's, that's an extremely uh, tough section for um, up until this week. Let's preface that. How have you felt this season has gone for your uh, gladiators? Yeah, I mean, we, we started off really well. I believe we were six or seven and zero before we lost our first game, and um, you know, we just got hit with a little bit of injury bug. Uh, our I think our leading scorer at that time, Mike Mikulski, he he turned his ankle in practice right before our holiday tournament, and that put him out for four or five games. And and um, you know, when you when you miss a, a player of his magnitude, that's definitely going to impact the team. You know, I, I do think we have depth behind them, but it just we we lacked that for probably about three or four weeks in the middle of the season. There, we lacked uh, some consistency and continuity, uh, just with injuries. And you know, we the Quaker Valley game, we were down a starter, uh, Josh Chakowsky. He he got sick and due to illness, he couldn't play in that game. So there was probably an eight game stretch where we didn't have our full starting five at our disposal, and not only for the games but in practices as well. You know, practices were you get better and you prepare and without your full complement, it was hard for us to get any, you know, real rhythm or flow or consistency. And, you know, these last three or four games, we've had that. And now you're starting to see what that looks like. So, you know, we're finally getting back to the level that I, you know, we always kind of knew we were capable at, but now it's just maintaining and, and continuing to build it and get better. We were talking to Ryan uh, Kaxer, uh, uh, the girls basketball coach at Lincoln Park. They are having a fantastic season undefeated, um, averaging 67 points per game and allowing 39 points per game. So they haven't had too many close games. That has not been a concern of yours. You guys uh, really going back to um, the the overtime, double overtime victory, over Norwin, right uh, between the holidays, between Christmas and New Year's. You got the overtime loss to uh, Avonworth. You have a double overtime loss to Quaker Valley. Um, and then another tough loss 
to uh, two points, I think, to Thomas Jefferson. You guys have been in your fair share of, of tight games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we would like to have been on the other end of, of, of you know, a handful of those. But um, I think, you know, those experiences have, have prepared us for the week that we just had. And, you know, when you when you play close games, you have to you know pay a really close attention to detail and you learn a lot about your kids and, and where you're at as a team in those moments. And, yeah. you know, like I said, we would have liked to be on the other end, but, you know, definitely prepared us and helped us win these two games this week. And hopefully moving forward, we could learn from those experiences and be better because of them. You were definitely on the right end of the uh, stick as far as Gladiator fans are concerned uh, this week. I, I got to ask you, now be truthful, be honest. A every coach, every player goes into a game optimistic, thinking, okay, we're going to come out on top. But, you, and for those who don't know, you start the week with a non-section game uh, in Fayette County at Uniontown, undefeated at the time. And then you're going to come back a few days later to start the second half of section play against uh, one of the leaders of the section, uh, the Avonworth Antelopes, at your place, which is which is good. Did you think a week ago that you'd be sitting here a week later uh, as boys basketball team of the week after two enormous victories? You know, uh, you know, you're optimistic, like you. Like you said, you like to be optimistic. You know, those were big challenges. And, you know, take it back a few days prior to that to TJ. I believe they're ranked in the top five in, in 5A. Then we, we, we kind of, myself and my staff, looked at a, a four-game stretch we had starting with that game, the two this week, and then we're at Montour on, on Tuesday night. We play four top-ranked teams in, yeah. in, in four and 5A, and we kind of said – we're going to learn a lot about ourselves at the end of this four-game stretch. We're going to know if, if we're turning this thing around and we're going to be a threat to compete, uh, you know, down the stretch and into the playoffs in 4A or, you know, or if we have a lot of work to do. So I'm just really proud of my guys. We took it one game at a time, didn't look too far ahead. And, you know, starting with at, at Uniontown, which, you know, they are an incredible team. I mean, they're really good for us to go into that environment and, and win by 10 on the road speaks volumes of, of hopefully where, who we are and where we're going. And then, um, you know, what was really um, rewarding to me is to see our guys stack that victory from Tuesday on, on Thursday night against Avonworth and, and not take a step backwards, take a step forward and build on that momentum that we had coming off that big win in Uniontown and hold on at home to, you know, knock off the first place team in our section. Let's go back to the Uniontown game. Uh, you mentioned the 10-point win, 54-44. Um, uh, to me, uh, having not seen the game, what jumps out to me and what screams impressive is what you guys did defensively. That's a team uh, that likes to get up and down the floor, uh, a la Lincoln Park, you know, drop uh, 80, 90 and on, without even blinking. I think they were averaging 77 points per game. At their place, you hold them to 44 points. Monster defensive performance. Yeah, that was the first time that I felt that all season we got back to what SA basketball is really about. And we pride ourselves, and that's our the backbone and foundation of our program is on the defensive end. Each night we want to make teams earn and have to and have to beat us. Um, you know, we knew that we in order to win that game, that, that it had to be around in the 50s. They average, I think, about 75 points a game. And like you mentioned, they want to play an up and down game. And 
we knew that we had to control the pace and tempo in order for us to have a chance to win. And, and our guys really stepped up. And that was, like I said, we have, we have a couple new guys that we're relying on that were getting acclimated to varsity time this year. And I think, you know, that's the first time as a unit, it really all clicked for us on the defensive end. And we put forth the necessary uh, collective effort in order to be able to win a game like that. And you said it perfectly, uh, no letdown. I mean, that's an, well, as impressive as that victory was, and it was because, to be honest, that's a team you could see down the road in, in the postseason. Uh, it's a non-section game. You get back into section game, uh, play on Friday, and as you mentioned, no letdown, no you know high fives and celebrating in the hallways for a few days uh, after the uh, the headline stealing victory you guys are facing one of the uh, top players uh in the in the district uh and one of the better teams uh, in the classification and uh you, you bounce back after a heartbreak loss to them the first time around yeah you know we've developed kind of a little rivalry with avonworth prior to them being in our section the last two years we lost them in the whipple semifinal uh three years ago so you know, we've, we've played close games with them for the last, you know, I think we've played five times in the last, you know, like I said, three years. And they've all come down to the wire, you know, on the road out there. And over time, we ended up on the short end. But uh, we knew if we played our best game that we'd be capable of competing with them and, and winning at home. But, uh, you know, uh, Rowan Carmichael, he's he's a great player. He's as good of a player as you'll find in our section and if not in the classification. And he's re- you're never going to completely stop him. You just hope. Right. to do your best to contain him on a given night and, and hope that he doesn't single-handedly beat you. But they have a really good team around him, so it's it's definitely a challenge and requires, you know, all five guys to uh, step up and, and do their jobs in order for you to win. It, it, it's kind of funny that, uh, you know, we're, when we usually when we're talking to coaches about two monster victories uh, in a week, it, it has been given them some breathing room. That's not the case for you guys. You look at section four, and again, what a grind this section is. You still have Avonworth and Montour at the top of the section. They have a two-game buffer. Then your team, the Gladiators and uh, uh, Quaker Valley, uh, the great Mike Mastriani, uh, are both uh, three and three. And then right behind you guys is West Mifflin at two and four. So um, it, it, it you're climbing a ladder, and uh, you just climbed up about 20 rungs with those two victories. But you look up, and there's still a ways to go. Uh, but but those, with those victories comes a lot of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, you know, because of the first half of the section and us losing, you know, those three games, we may have we we put ourselves in a position where we don't really control. Uh, you know, the sections out of our hands, you know, we're going to rely on some teams ahead of us, as you mentioned, to to lose, to to sure. come to come down to our level. But all we could do is focus on us and continue to win. And, you know, our goal is to go five and zero in the second half and put ourselves in a position where we're playing our best basketball leading into the playoffs. And, you know, four A is really good. Look at all the other the other four sections, I believe, the other three sections rather. You know, to one through four, it, it, you know, and even beyond that is is they're all good. So, you know, no matter who you play or, or where you end up in the in the bracket, it's going to be a challenge. And you know, like I said, we just hope that we could continue this momentum into that, and hopefully, we're playing our best. And I'd like to think we could compete with anyone. 
another thing you don't control, as you know, having been doing this for a while now, is uh, if you are able to qualify for the postseason, is the um, the seeding. But you're starting to stack up impressive resume, uh, an impressive resume of victories, and the committee really does put a lot of <clears throat> credence, rightly or wrongly, in what have you done for me lately. So. If you guys are able to take this build off of it, finish strong, like you mentioned, your, your goal is for the second half. Um, yeah, you may not win a section title. You may not even finish in second place, but you're going to get a lot of respect um, from that committee when it comes to, to seating time. Yeah, we've noticed that in the, in the past. Last year, I thought we um, had a really good team and we lost a game late at Quaker Valley. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to figure out, uh, as you mentioned, Coach Mastriani at all. At his place, we were 0-2 there. Um, but that that game, I think, to your point, they looked at that. That that cost us a better seed last year. And, you know, so hopefully we're peaking at the right time and the committee will recognize that. And, you know, we could just take it one game at a time. And, you know, they have a really difficult job. I don't envy their position, especially with 4A, you know, with so many good teams. Right. Um, a lot of teams are, you know, are equal. It's a coin flip when you, you look, compare one to the other, a lot of them. So we'll just, you know, we'll continue to hopefully get better. And, and, and like I said, no matter who we have to face or what bracket or what, you know, side of the bracket we're on, we're going to have to play good teams and, and play well to be able to advance. The depth of this classification. I mean, everybody knows Lincoln Park. Everybody knows North Catholic. Everybody knows Hampton. And of course, Uniontown uh, undefeated up until when they played you guys. Um, your section is a grind. You look at uh, South Moreland has 14 wins in 18 games, yet they're sitting in the same position as you guys, tied for third place in their section. Uh, Highlands, another really good team that's sitting in third place. So you're going to get a lot of, you know, the 8-9, the 7-10, the 6-11 are going to be marquee matchups uh, come, uh, come playoff time. Yeah, last year we were the in the 8-9 game versus Beaver, and I thought that was probably one of the better 8-9 games maybe in a really long time to, to you know. But, um, yeah, like I said, it, it's it's going to be a grind. That that tournament, um, hopefully we're lucky enough to get in, and, and that tournament's going to be really, really competitive, and you're going to have to be playing really well in order to advance. And, you know, so we're just hoping that's the case for us as we move forward. I know that's – I mean – once the season begins, that's all you're doing as a coach, looking forward, next game, one game at a time. But maybe even before the season started um, or maybe during the holidays or something, you had a chance, the baby sleeping, um, to ref to do a little reflecting. Um, you have done an amazing job with this uh, program, as I mentioned. Uh, has it been re more rewarding or a little more frustrating because you guys have have been a contender almost every year. You guys have been so close, um, and yet you know the 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 golden ring, so, so to speak, um, has been elusive. Um, since you've been there the whole time, players have come, players have gone. But uh, what's your take on 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 your time at uh, at South Allegheny thus far? I mean, when you're in the moment, when you're in season like we are now, you're just trying to get better. Right. You know, you always, you're probably always a little bit more critical of your own team. 
Um, you know, everyone seems to tell us, you know, how good of a team we have and program we have, and we appreciate that, but we're always looking at it the other way. You know, what do we need to do to get better? Um, the reflection part is is oftentimes more for when it's over, you know, sure. in the off season, you look back and, you, you, you know, even though you're disappointed that you fell a little bit short, maybe you, rec- you recognize, you know, what a special group you just had in, in, the, in the success you had was, was, was legitimate. And, you know, we're coming off four section titles in a row. Um, so that's, that's something to be really proud of. And, you know, it's not just me, I have a great staff. My assistants are, are, are excellent. You know, the kids have really bought into what we do. You know, we have a program now we've had one for a long time where the names and faces change, but the results and the expectations are the same. And, you know, graduating somebody like Bryce, as we did last year, there was a lot of uh, questions around our program, how we how would we respond? And, you know, I knew and everyone in the room knew that we still had a lot of talent. And we were going to be able to compete. And, you know, I'm just happy to see that, especially after how the first half of the section fell for us, you know, two and three that we've been we seemingly been able to rebound and, you know, continue to move forward and get back to where we know we're capable of. Well, you should be very proud. Uh, it's it's a, um, uh, a school district that I'm very familiar with that hasn't had that kind of sustained success. Yes, special athletes have come, but once they go, you know, things have have, have gone south. Uh, that has not happened here. Uh, you have uh, maintained this program, and that's not a, an easy thing to do. Um, so, again, kudos to you and your staff for the success that you guys have had and continue to have, hopefully building on this season after a tremendous week. Again, big time salute to you and your team on a uh, very, very impressive week beating Uniontown and Avonworth, two of the best in 4A. Tony, appreciate congratulations again to you and your uh, wife. Um, good luck is if the, if the decision is made to – expand on the Desenzo family. And again, if you need me to do any bartering, I'll, I'll be more than happy to help you out. Yeah, I'm probably going to need your help here soon. But I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks again for the recognition. We really appreciate it. And we hope that, uh, like I said, we can keep moving forward and keep getting better. And we're talking about, you know, competing for a Whipfield championship. Good luck Tuesday against Montour. Another big one. Thanks, Don. Appreciate All right. It. Tony Desenzo, head coach of the uh, South Allegheny Gladiators. You know, they raised eyebrows on Tuesday, handing Uniontown their first loss of the season in a non-section game, again, down in Fayette County. But, um, you know, very impressive um, victory on Friday as well, uh, knocking off uh, section-leading Avonworth. Um, They're going to need some help, but if they finish strong in the section, um, they're only two games behind, and they still have a game coming up against Montour on Tuesday, another big one, as I mentioned. All right, let's take a look. We'll start 4A, and then we'll work our way up. What's going on as we enter the stretch run of the 2023 season, or 2023-2024 season, with only two weeks left. Uh, in Section 1, Hampton leads, and they got themselves a nice little cushion, two-game lead over the Knock Knights, who are in second place. Highlands is one game behind Knock in the loss column, and then Indiana and Freeport currently tied for fourth place. Section 2, 4A, Lincoln Park by themselves beat North Catholic on Friday, so they sweep the Trojans and are two games up on North Catholic. North Catholic comfortably in second place. They're two games up on both Beaver and Central Valley. Ambridge a game behind the Bobcats and Warriors. 
Section three, Uniontown still leads despite their first loss of the season. They're 15-1 overall. 6-0 in section three. Two-game cushion over Bell Vernon. South Moreland and Elizabeth Forward are tied for third place, one game ahead of Albert Gallatin. Section four, Montour and Avonworth are five and one. South Allegheny and Quaker Valley are three and three. West Mifflin still in it at two and four. Let's go to 5A. Thomas Jefferson leads Section 1 comfortably now after beating Peters Township on Friday. The Jaguars are 6-0. Peters Township falls into a second-place tie with Bethel Park. They're both two games behind TJ and Trinity alone in fourth place at 3-3. Three and three. Section 2, Shaler now alone in first place at 5-1. and one. They're one game ahead of Fox Chapel and Woodland Hills defending champion Penn Hills is alone in fourth place. Section three, Franklin Regional and Gateway are deadlocked on top at five and one. Two games separate them from third place, uh, a, a tie for third place right now. Kiske area and Latrobe are both three and three, one game ahead of Penn Trafford. And in section four, Moon with a two-game cushion. They are six and oh. Uh, they, are, and they beat South Fayette on Thursday. The Lions are in second place at four and two, and then a tie for third place, Mars and North Hills, both three and three, one game ahead of Chartiers Valley. And finally, in 6A, Central Catholic alone in first place in section one uh, with a five and one record. They're one game ahead of both Butler and North Allegheny. And then two game difference between third place and fourth place. Right now tied for fourth place, Pine Richland and Seneca Valley with Newcastle a game behind them. And in Section 2, Mount Lebanon and Upper St. Clair are tied for first place. They face off on Friday at Mount Lebanon. Both teams are 5-1. and one. Baldwin loses to Mount Lebanon on Friday, so they fall a game back. Um, right now, Cannon McMillan alone in third place. Big win over Norwin. Uh, they have a two-game cushion over the Knights. Thanks to Tony Desenzo, the head coach of the South Allegheny, South Allegheny Gladiators, our boys basketball team of the week. Thanks to Chris Lackner as well, the man behind the curtain. I'm Don Rebel. Thank you for joining us. Rebel Yell Podcast, Triple Live High School Sports Network.